focus, focus up. I'm talking to you, Luba, Jennifer and Vlad out in Virginia. Thanks for watching. Welcome to the Rubio Method episode 19. My name is Chris Rubio along with Nicholas. I'll still go professional for you, Monahan. Nicholas Monahan out in Colorado. We have a great, great show for you today. Here's what we're going to be covering on the Rubio Method. Crying at a movie. Dealing with death. Experiences on a plane. Donuts. And yoga and construction workers. All of that and much, much more on the Rubio Method. Christian, I'm out. Focus, focus up. I'm talking to you, Sheila, out in Alberta with your fantastic accent and phenomenal drive. You are a true go-getter. Monahan, give me a minute with Monahan. All right, here we go. I've got a good one today. I think they're all good, but we've got an extra good one today because we're heading into the holiday season. And with the holiday season comes a lot of stress. So we're talking about five things that you could do to reduce stress in the holiday season. Number one, prioritize your favorite activities. Make sure you're making time to do the things you love to do. Number two is make a shopping list, right? Let's not stress of what we're going to get, you know, right before the big meal, right? Let's go ahead and make that shopping list as well as that list that you need for everybody and their gifts. Number three is set boundaries. This is the hardest one because we love our families. We love them to death, but there needs to be some sort of boundaries can't just have them all day long, 25 seven, mm -hmm. or you'll be upset. <laughs> uh, number four is create new traditions, man. Especially if you got a young family or you're looking to do something different this year, have some fun, spice it up, switch it up, make those new traditions. And last but not least, give yourself some time. Yes. Give yourself all the time you need to get everything you need done as well as time for yourself. Rubio. Monahan, I got to know, what, what holiday guy are you? Are you like the guy that we just had Halloween? Are you Christmas decoration guy right now? Or are you going Thanksgiving mode right now? Okay, so I this is a great question because my wife is it November 1st might as well be December 25th. She is Christmas right away. I have Hell respect yes. for Turkey Tom. <laughs> I'm a thick boy. I like to eat. And so Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. So I like to hold off as much as possible. I already know what kind of guy you are. Thanksgiving Rubio. is trash. Thanksgiving I'm is trash. To hear this. It, it, the turkey is trash. No, it's it's here. Here's my theory on Thanksgiving and, and the turkey food. I, we're branching off a little, Christian. Just let me go over this for a second here. If turkey was so great, you would order it like several times a month when you go to a restaurant. No one orders it because it's trash. That's all I got to say about that. It's terrible. It's it's just not a good thing. There's no flavor to any of it. And yes, I've had good turkey. My wife's a fantastic cook and all that. It's just not a good meal. It, it, the best part about it is a roll that you buy. And if you're lucky enough to buy like the Hawaiian rolls and throw some butter on those bad dogs, that really spices it up. Now you got me all fired up, Monahan. Wow. I'm surprised at you, Rubio. I am. I am. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Monahan, website questions. Talk to me. All right, here we go. This was from Harvey in Scottsdale. He asks, when was the last time you cried while watching a movie? Monahan, I'm going to take this one first. You know me. And right now it's my prime season. It's Hallmark season, people. That yes. means the last time I cried at a movie was probably within 24 hours. 
I've just got it locked in. I think Homer came out with, I'm not going to say that I looked it up, but I think I looked it up. It's like 42 new Hallmark Christmas movies and I'm all about it. So the last time I cried at a movie, probably within 24 hours, I love them. I don't care. Monahan, you? Yeah, I was trying to think about this. I have a hard time uh, remembering because, dude, Rubio, I'm a crier too. So, like, I feel like it just it name a weekday and that was it. So, I had a hard time remembering it. Um, but I definitely cried uh, the other day watching Saving Private Ryan. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But just thinking about the end when he said, earn this earned this and i'm like man oh, Jesus. Gotta... why would you bring that up man you get, you get trying <laughs> to get me to break down right here it's tough <laughs> in these streets man so that was that was probably the last oh. <laughs> time i cried uh, all right number two helen in dallas texas says i recently lost a loved one and i was wondering if you guys had any advice for handling my emotions through the process i'm gonna snag this one first uh because it's not easy, um, especially when you experience death. It is you ride the waves like some days are better than others. And some days you're just like you have a hard time even getting out of bed. So my suggestion is lean into those emotions, lean into the way you're feeling. It's natural. It's normal. Um, and just let the process take place. There's no real way to to, uh, you know, like step around the grieving process. Um, let it take place and understand that those emotions are normal. Um, and then also reach out to somebody, you know, a mate, you know, reach out to a friend, a family member, mm -hmm. really don't handle that burden on your own. Rubio, do you got anything? Yeah. Um, obviously I'm getting towards the age where I'm starting to get, you know, more relatives and, you know, friends, parents and dying and all that good stuff. My only bit of advice I always have is, is always try to look back at the positives. You know, if, if, if someone has lived a good life and they've, you know, they've hit several, several, several decades, I always say, okay, you know, let's look at the positive. It was great to have them here. I love the, mo the memories that I have. And nowadays, you always have videos and pictures and all that good stuff, usually. So you always have the memories and the voices and the videos and the pictures and, well, just the memories. But I'm more of the just, I get more upset. I, obviously, I get sad, but I get more upset thinking about like when my grandmother passed away that my youngest son won't be able to experience what she was about. And that kind of that, it bums me out. But I'm more of a just let's look at the positives, you know, try to always, always, always think of all the great moments that you had with that particular person. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Um, last question. Gabe in San Francisco uh, says, several people have asked you guys about flying. So I have to know, what is the most interesting experiences you've had while flying? I'm going to snag this first because this was wild. Okay, so this was back in 2018. Was it? No, 2017. I was photographing with uh, Mizzou Wrestling, um, and we were flying to the NCAAs, the National Championship. And we had a uh, layover in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm going down, easy does it like, hey, daddy's getting ready to take her on home. Let's go, baby. And we're getting down, and all of a sudden, and we like pull back up, and cuz he's in and out, right? And I was like, what is going on? Like, I was. I was, you know, like ready to land, like I, I was ready to go. And the guy comes over the intercom, the pilot. And first off, every time it sounds like the pilot is so horrible. It feels like every single time <laughs> it's like that. But he said, 
that when we were about to land, uh, the airport control sent another plane to cross the runway in front of us. And so we were about to land on another plane about to land in front of us. And we had to divert and get out of the way. That was the scariest, most interesting time I've ever had. That's a great one. I've actually I've actually had that happen to me before, but that's not even the that's not even top five for me, Monahan. Oh, okay. So I I fly, I fly a lot. I fly a lot. Here here's one of my most interesting, fun, basically things that got me. All right, so I'm flying back from Louisiana one time, and I'm in the back row. So I'm pissed off because I'm right next to the the crapper. That's number one. And number two, you can't recline at all, which I usually don't. But this one's not even an option. And you're sitting, you know, like you're in the army. Yeah, you're back against the wall. I remember it was three seats. I got the middle seat, which this is a massive loss for me because I didn't book the flight. Someone else did. So right now I'm pissed against the window. I still remember there was like this eight or nine year old girl and she had the world's largest laptop I've ever seen. And I don't know if it was just like a 97 inch laptop or she was just teeny tiny, but I remember it was so bizarre because it took up the entire tree. It was massive. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is weird. She's flying alone. She's eight years old. There's no one accompanying her and she's got the world's biggest laptop. And then I kind of glance over and she's watching kill bill volume one or volume two, whichever one is like all hell's breaking loose. And so I'm looking over and I'm like, that's a lot of, lots, a lot of action and gore happening for this eight year old with his projector screen on her lap. And so plane's about to close. I'm trying not to lean into her because I'm not a weirdo. And I'm starting to lean in this way. And I have an empty seat next to me. Get, the door's about to close. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I get a pull-up arm. get to lean over. I don't have to watch Kill Bill Volume 7. <laughs> and all of a sudden, shutting the door, boom, someone stops the door. And I'm like, oh, good God, no. Because I'm looking around immediately doing that scan. Like, who, who else? Any empty seats? Any empty seats? No empty seats. And bless this guy's heart. This guy comes in. He's, I'll go 5'5". Five, five. 56 450 460 and rolling. he's rolling down the the walk or what's it called the hallway what is that the, the I don't know walkway walkway and I'm like oh no god they walkway and I'm and I'm looking please god there's got to be another seat and and sure as hell no he comes sits down next to me and the arm rests down and he just boom goes into the seat and like takes me out a little so I'm pushed up next to you know the Quentin Tarantino daughter over here <laughs> And he's leaning on to me. And I mean, we're coming to Louisiana July. And so he's got sweat coming off every single thing. And he, he's literally wedged in with the armrest. He's got body parts touching me. And I'm not a small, petite human being, man. And I'm leaning like this, you know. And finally, I tell him, I go, hey, man, you want me to lift up the armrest so just like the rest of you can just ooze into me? Just and he's like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, hey, man, you get that thing removed from your rib. And so we only went for it was like Louisiana to Houston. So it was like a 45 minute flight. But that's that's my one interesting story. I've got a, a hundred more. but We'll talk about those more. Uh, maybe next show. Christian, I'm out. What do you think you're doing, Kevin? I uh, was just gonna drive home. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, there are several warning signs present that you shouldn't be driving. Like hearing voices? Like your text to emoji ratio? Oh man, the selfies. <laughs> selfies, nailed it. We all have warning signs that let us know that we're probably not okay to drive. Mine is pretending to be your subconscious. Craig, come on man, let's put a ride home. Focus, focus up.
I'm talking to you, Brandon, as you're watching while creating your fantasy football roster. I appreciate you doing that. Make sure you guys check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Google, Amazon, rubiomethod.com. You can always email rubio at the rubio method and, of course, ngbn.tv. All right, segment three, we have a phenomenal guest or guests, excuse me. We've got two fantastic ladies. I'm going to try to get their names out. I'm usually not this good. Sarah Warhaftig. It's just one word. I just put it in like three different ones. And Aaron Mariani, welcome. You guys are, I'm just happy to have you guys here. Thanks for having us, Chris. We're excited. Fantastic. All right. What have you guys done? Let me give you their quick bios. They've created wellness tools for the trade. Wellness tools for the trade. Yes, we're going to talk about that a lot. They go around and teach classes that normalize the benefit of wellness and taking care of yourself in the construction industry. And they have been doing this for four years and are absolutely crushing it. Thank you guys for coming. I'm going to give you three quick questions, one at a time, just to kind of break the ice here. Number one, we'll start with you, Sarah. Name one movie that you have seen at least 10 times. Up. Oh, that's a good one. That makes me cry. That's such a sad movie. You see that movie and it comes out so sad right out of the gate. That's, I mean, that's. It's like the story of my grandparents. That's why I love it. So I just, it's like, that's my grandparents, but I love it. But just the happiness part, not like the flying in a balloon. No, not necessarily. No, they they didn't didn't venture that far, but. (laughs) All right. I like it. I like it. Aaron, what about you? What's one movie you've seen more than 10 times? Uh, One summer I watched Wayne's World with my sister, (laughs) maybe every day of that summer. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, Aaron, we're going to start with you on this next one. Name one country you want to visit, but haven't. And why haven't you? Um, Greece is up there and I don't have a good reason why it just, it just hasn't happened yet. So okay. it'll be a goal for next year. Maybe. I gotcha. I gotcha. Sarah, same question. Uh, Columbia and, um, it's just hot on my list and I just haven't done enough research on it yet, but I am going to South America in December, a different country. So maybe I'll have an opportunity to, to get the vibe down there. All right. I like that. And third and final question, Sarah, we'll start with you. What is your favorite donut and how many could you eat in one setting? Oh, you know, I say I don't eat donuts, but I love a good classic glazed donuts. Um, okay. At least two. I probably could eat more, but I feel two is a safe number. Like you can't just have one, <laughs> two, I think at least, you know, you're hitting your caloric intake, but classic glazed. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Aaron, same question. Okay. So on Sundays, it used to be tradition to go grab donuts after church and Bavarian cream. It's like powdered, but it instead of Boston cream that has the chocolate on top, it's powdered sugar on the outside and then cream on the inside. Um, I haven't had a donut in a long time. I probably would eat one. I mean, that's I, I'm just trying to experience that taste in my mouth right now. So you'd have the dryness of the yeah. powder and then yeah. you have the, the, the juiciness of the cream inside. So that's a good combo. Yeah. Yeah, it was my favorite. And then I also got down with, um, I think it was just called vanilla. I want to call it vanilla icing because it was literally just icing, vanilla icing inside a donut. Also love that. I'm an I'm so person. in for that. Yeah, I was yeah, more icing than what, cake. What, yeah, one of my cravings in life is kids cake frosting. I love that. Why have they not made that an ice cream flavor for the love of God? They need to. All right. How did you two guys get going with wellness tools for the trade? Sarah, you, you start. Yeah. So four years ago, I was asked, um, someone came up to me and said, hey, you know, yoga and mindfulness. And I was like, yeah, sure. And they said, create a class to teach in the construction industry. And I kind of was like, huh, 
you know, kind of puzzled by mm -hmm. that. Um, and four years later, here we are teaching wellness tools for the trades. Um, I was lucky enough. I knew I needed an awesome partner. And through a, a mutual friend, I met Aaron, who was still living up in, in Northern California at the time. And we spent a couple of months really developing a curriculum that focuses around wellness, as you said, um, in the construction industry, right? We know the statistics of the construction industry around suicide, um, mm -hmm. general, you know, laborious type of work. And so we focus on mental health first aid, suicide prevention, mindfulness. Erin does an incredible job around stress management tools and techniques. We teach a full yoga class, right? First couple of classes, these guys came in their hard hats, their boots, their jeans, their vests. Uh, so if you can imagine quite a quite an experience for them. We've, we've progressed to allowing them now coming into comfortable clothing. And we started with District Council 16 um, in Northern California, tapers, painters, and glazers in the allied trades. And we've been teaching within their professional development program um, and love it. We love them. We love their members. And um, we are continuing to teach. We just got added for four more times in the next quarter. So Aaron, Sarah contacts you and says, hey, um, so I'm doing this yoga type thing uh, and wellness for construction workers. Did you say put the booze down and let's talk? Or what, what did you say? Like, I mean, that doesn't seem like a, a normal intro. No, um, I think the person who connected us knew mm -hmm. my background and knew when Sarah, actually, this person, Lauren, told me recently, um, we all got together recently and, and the story was you two on the plane and you were explaining to her the idea and she was like, I need to connect you with Aaron. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Yes, I had already had a background in yoga. I had been working in primary care and in wellness for years. I have a background in counseling. Um, and so the, a lot of the work I was doing, wellness was reaching a lot of um, tech companies, include like mm -hmm. these benefits included, which I was working with some of those people um, and where I'm always gonna spread the idea of wellness for everyone when Sarah approached me about this idea, I felt, I'm like, construction workers are not getting these tools. And I know mm. that they need them probably the most. And my own personal experience, I grew up in a um, small town, Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Um, and I grew up with a lot of family members in construction and kind of saw people not really taking care of themselves um, and uh, back issues or, maybe drinking beer like water. I'm not saying beer's not okay once in a while. Um, but I really thought, wow, my uncle could have really benefited from just learning a bit more about his health, about behaviors. Um, and so it was a very obvious hell yes to me um, when Sarah approached me and then super excited, super exciting to design the class. And um, it's, been, it's been great. It's been really rewarding. Okay, so explain. I, I'm I'm getting the visual of. Are, are you guys going to their workplace? Like, how? Where are these classes? I mean, are they literally? They're they're done with their hammer. They put it in their little holster thing. I'm not a tool guy, so I don't know any of these. I'm more of a sports <laughs> guy, and a talking guy. Obviously, are they just putting their you know hard hat on and they're walking into the cafeteria. Or how how does the class go, Sarah? What happens here? Yeah, no, I mean, no, we're not on job sites yet, but that would be that would definitely be an interesting venture if we, we get mm -hmm. there. So within District Council 16, they have what's called the STAR program. So think of professional development for construction workers. Uh, okay, hold hold on, Sarah. Sarah, what, what is, I don't understand the construction term. What is District Council 16? What does that yeah. mean? 
Right. District Council 16 is the um, organization that oversees all of the local unions in Northern California. And, there and we go. Okay. Okay. So now I got it. They're the, the overarching organization, and then under there falls all the local unions. But painters, tapers, and glazers are whom are part of these specific unions. So District Council 16 has a STAR program that offers classes, like professional development type classes, to members so they can better their craft, right? So yeah. you think, I'm an educator, so going to professional development to be a better teacher, these members go in and we see classes like welding or booms and lifts, right? And thinking mm -hmm. about you know putting up drywall, those are types of classes. And there we are in our little classroom of wellness. So it's on a Saturday morning, all these classes are offered, they're incentivized to go one okay. better their craft two the big thing is there's a large picnic that they give away trucks and atvs and all sorts of great large prizes so if members go to enough classes get enough credits they get entered into this amazing raffle so yeah. when we first started teaching we'd ask you know people why they came to our class and they would say, <laughs> get in the raffle like who doesn't want to win a brand new gmc yeah. truck so um but class starts sharp 6 a.m Saturday oh, morning, like we're we're rolling at six a.m. because that's their traditional day. Their day starts at I mean, oh, yeah. their day starts at four a.m. Yeah. They're driving two hours to the job site. So we teach a six to seven hour comprehensive class. We cover all the topics I shared earlier. We have a lot of fun. We're delivering a lot of you know serious information around suicide, around mental mm -hmm. health. Um, but at the end, we're building a community. And by the end of the six and seven hours, we're we're connected. You know, we've had people cry. We've had people share really deep mm -hmm. and you know, their own personal struggles. Um, but yeah, we keep it, we keep a really nice community going. Okay. So Aaron, this question's for you. It's there. I want you to jump in as well. I, in my head right now, I'm, I'm picturing construction workers, complete opposite of me. Okay. Someone who's really, you know, rough around the edges with their hands. I mean, they've got the callus and they're, you know, they're, they're strong and they know how to handle tools. They're manly men. They're masculine. They're doing this. I walk into this class and I see two very feminine women. How do you guys handle that aspect? Because if I'm a construction guy and yeah. I walk in and I see two womenly women, I'd be like, first of all, the, the, the well, you know, wellness tools of the trade, I would be like, what the hell is this? You know, I do want to win that GMC. But then I see two lovely ladies. How do, how do you guys get over that? How do you cross that bridge? Yeah, it's a good question. I think part of it is, um, you know, we start with, giving a little background about ourselves. And for me, I have personal experience with construction yeah. workers. Um, and so they get that. We also curse in the class. Like we're real with them. We're like, listen, we know, well, I'm not going to curse on here. I don't know if I can curse. <laughs> but, um, but we're just, we're just freaking real with them. And we're yeah. like, we're not here. And you know, for example, we talk about meditation. I'm not saying, okay, everyone, let's get magically wisps away. And let's all sit. No, I'm like, this is actually real shit that can help you and yeah. evidence around it. Um, and we want you to get something out of this class. So you might as well just try this and then you can judge it later. So we're real with them and our Jersey, my Jersey comes out, I think. Um, oh, I can, it's, it's starting to ooze right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. My hands. <laughs> no, I'm in. So I think that that's part of it. Um, we tell real stories and then we give space for other older members of the trade to share damn, I really wish I would have had this class because I have not been taking care of myself for the last 20 mm -hmm. years and my body's suffering. So not only do we bridge that gap with just being real with them, we give the space for some of the older, wiser people in the class um, to share some of their stories. 
um, to yeah, because in, because in construction, you miss a day, you miss a paycheck. I mean, it's not one of those things where, hey, I'm on salary. Just uh, I'm going to go take a month off because I hurt my back. Keep going. Sarah, would you agree? Is that the easiest way you guys just basically you, you come in, drop on a couple of F-bombs and you're going and you, everyone's kind of happy? Is that, is that how yeah. you guys cross that bridge? Yeah, I started a counter with Erin because um, it was just kind of like picking up and I, I started my personal counter how many F-bombs she would drop before like 6.30 a.m., right? Because I started <laughs> at 6 a.m. And no, and I'm from Jersey too. So yeah, I think Erin's dead on. And, and I remember four years ago, I, you know, I brought Erin into this. And I remember that first class. I was nervous anyways because, hey, anything new, you're a teacher. I mean, I've taught for 20 years, right? You get up in front of a group mm -hmm. of people, but those are little people. So I'm thinking about teaching adults. And I was so scared we were just going to get booed off the stage. And I was, I was more nervous for Erin because I, I made her come do this with me. But um, yeah, we're real. And like I said, earlier, I mean, we play games with this, a little insight. Erin loves improv. She does improv for her hobby. So we actually do like a whose line is it anyways, okay. um, like break. We play games, like silly games, like we would play with kids. But yeah, to Erin's point, it's real. We're letting them try it on. Like, again, we don't, you know, we tell them just judge it later. Try it. It's, you know, it's meant to just be supportive. And, and the goal is at the end, like, can they take away one thing? I mean, that's a win. Can they take away one thing? Maybe they're going to a yoga class now. Maybe they're trying the square breath when they're, you know, in a stressful moment on the job site with family. So, yeah, just be real. Okay. So you, you brought up, like, whose line is it anyway in games? And that kind of leads me to my next question. Being a teacher, I was a, a middle school teacher for eight years. You guys are big into the education world what is one trick that you can give the audience right now that you always, you have it in your holster. So say some guy's being super stubborn and you're like, okay, I'm going to pull out this trick because I know it will work on this guy, whether it's a breathing technique, whether it's a stretching technique, whether it's a, whose line is it anyway, game trick. Do you guys have either one of you have a, tr a trick that always works? Oh, I, I mean, I have the mean teacher stare down pretty good. Like I can, I can read a room really well and just kind of like glance over and be like, you know, you need to shut up. But I uh -huh. think redirecting it at them, if there's some like, you know, sometimes we have to shut down some like, you know, crap and some banter back and forth. But if you kind of turn it on them and give them like the ownership of like, hey, actually, I need you to do this. That's like, that's always what I go to, right? People are seeking attention when they do something out of behavior. I think of all my kids that I work with, my high school kids, my middle school kids, like, you know, when they do silly crap, they're, they're looking for something. So give them some, something back, some positive reinforcement. But, and so, yeah. and so Aaron, how do you handle when you're not greeted with open arms? Cause I would say probably in my mind, I'm thinking probably 30% are going in with, yeah, this is going to be fun. Let's do it. And 70% are coming in. You know, they look like the two old guys in the Muppet balcony. Yeah. It's actually the opposite of what you just said. Really? Yeah. It's real. And, and honestly, I would say 90% are coming in with open arms. Really? And, and perhaps part of this is because they know they're getting credit for this class okay. and they're using this credit to go to this picnic. So I'm not saying that might not be part of it. Like I'm going to kind of come in and not be grouch because this is, I'm choosing to do this and it's related to something I want to do related to something I want to do. So honestly, they're really open to all of this. That's good to know. We have guys talking about like, you know, we're expected to be tough all the time, but we want to talk about our feelings. Um, so I've been pleasantly surprised. My assumption would have been similar to yours. And Sarah's was too, because she was scared to bring me in. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it really hasn't been that. Okay. Next obvious question here is, this obviously is working with construction workers. Does it, can you guys see this expanding to other male dominated workforces? Sarah? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think Aaron, to Aaron's point earlier in talking about wellness is so accessible to all the big tech companies, you know, places that are just, you know, go sit in the meditation room for a while or take 10 days off to, you know, meditate. So mm-hmm. I think, yes. And with construction, we love this, you know, demographic. We love this kind of niche demographic. Um, but we've, you know, explored a little bit of industries, maybe not necessarily always male dominated, but industries that, don't always have access to these types of tools. So I think we have a lot of um, members. I think we have a lot of people in the trades, in constructions that we haven't even gotten to touch yet. So I feel mm-hmm. like we can go with this for a very long time, but we are we are excited to, yeah, to bring these tools and this incredible class to demographics that truly need it. So to your point, yes, I think we can always and, think outside the box. So Aaron, are, are you guys, you guys are based in NorCal. What, what, the first four years have been obviously phenomenal. Where do you guys see this going in the next four years, expanding out of NorCal, going to SoCal, going to other states? What, 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 tell me their four-year plan. Yeah, that's a great question. Absolutely, Southern California is somewhere we'd like to go. I'm in Southern California, Sarah's in Northern. Um, so Southern California would be a next place we'd like to focus on. And then the bigger dream, the bigger vision is to have this, functioning in different states to hire, to teach people how to teach this, to have this all over the country. Um, and so that that's the bigger dream. Okay. Sarah, where can they find out more information on, on you guys? Yeah, we have a website, wellnesstoolsforthetrades.com. Um, but I'm going to drive people to our Instagram handle, which is also just wellness tools for the trades. We like to post updates. We're trying to do a better job of um, giving some tips and tools of how to take care of yourself. And um, especially like uh, we, you guys talked about earlier, as the holiday season approaches, it's a lot of stress, a lot of things happening. So um, yeah, follow us. And if you're interested in getting, you know, send us an email or, or direct message us and we'd love to chat more about what we do. Perfect. Sarah, Aaron, thank you guys so much for coming out. Once again, that's wellnesstoolsforthetrade.com. And then on the Instagram, it's wellness tools for the trades or trade trades, both trades, both trades, both trades. Okay. I didn't want to clear that up. Thank you guys. So, so much Christian. I'm out. Military families often sacrifice precious time away from loved ones while serving our country. We were worried that with him leaving, that she would lose those connections with her dad. Some of life's best moments happen between parents, children, and the pages of a good book. United Through Reading provides that connection. And now, United Through Reading is also available to veterans. Learn more about United Through Reading at unitedthroughreading.org. Focus. Focus up. I'm talking to you. Chris Fontana of GoPrimalUSA.com. He's got some great, great clothing apparel out there. And make sure when you go check out GoPrimalUSA.com, you enter the code Rubio10 and you get a nice little discount. Welcome back to the Rubio Method. Make sure you check us out on NGBN.tv, TheRubioMethod.com. You can always email us Rubio at TheRubioMethod.com and always YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon. It's time for the bottom line. For all the new listeners and watchers, the bottom line is the final segment, and it's all basically stuff you should have learned without even realizing you learned it. Number one, try as hard as you can to remember the past positives instead of the future negatives. This goes right along with the question about death. Try as hard as you can to remember all the good times you had with that person and just don't focus on all the future negatives. Think of all the great times you had in the past. Number two, don't count your chickens before they are hatched. This goes right along with my epic flight 
where I had Quentin Tarantino's daughter with the projector to my right and the bowling ball coming down the walkway to my left. I thought I was home free, and then he came in. Don't count your chickens before they're hatched. And number three, if you think you are too macho to fix your mind and body, you have more problems than you even know. That's exactly what Sarah and Aaron were talking about. That's why their audience of construction workers, big, burly, strong guys, are so, so open to them. Remember she said, what, 90% are open to coming to this class? Because it, they know it's going to make themselves better. You can't make other people better until you make yourself better. All right, that's a wrap for episode 19 of The Rubio Method. Make sure you check us out at therubiomethod.com. Obviously, YouTube, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Apple Podcasts. Episode 19 is a wrap. Christian, I'm out. <laughs>